Hi, my name is Jocelyn, and I'm here with... Marcus! And in today's episode, we will be talking about the Tuskegee Syphilis Study. And before we move on with this discussion, I would like to ask you, Jocelyn, do you know what syphilis is? Um, I'm not sure of the actual definition, but isn't it like contagious or something? Yes, you're actually correct, because according to Aldridge, syphilis is very infectious, and in most cases are caused by sexual contact. Ooh, you did not want to get that. Yeah, I know, it's... Like, you get this, like, red source, like, this. It's just, if you look up, like, what's, like, the symptoms of syphilis is, it's actually very nasty. It's all over your body, too. Yes. And pain and, mm-hmm. and it's very infectious. Mm-hmm. And since the Tuskegee syphilis study is about, like, this African-American, like, this African-American man being experimented, Tosin, would you like to tell us about, like, how long have been humans used for experiments? They have been used for experiments since the scientific revolution. What for? Well, it really depends. Sometimes they were used for scientific progress, sometimes medical advancement, and other times military purposes. Mm. And to just give a brief context of what happened in the Tuskegee syphilis study, before y'all be like, wait, what's happening right now? Like, I don't get the context. I'm about to tell you. So the Tuskegee syphilis study is... It's about like the study that involved innocent African-American men being studied as a syphilis epidemic, so they killed them. And the Tuskegee study shocked millions of Americans when it was leaked in what? In 1972. Yes. The press leaked it. And when it's disastrous details, reveals its unjust treatment to the African-American men because they were clearly subjected to decades of agony. It was just that horrible. This just didn't happen out of thin air, like... Like, the researchers weren't just, like, waking up one morning and be like, oof, I want to, like, subject this man to, like, very catastrophic things and very, like, this, like very bad, horrible things. They did it for experimentation. They wanted to score syphilis. That yes, because it. according to Susan Rubberby, she said that the high rate of infections near Tuskegee made the area of interest to the public health service. And most of the men who were tested positive were unwittingly lured, like, taken as subjects for the study. The study included 399 African-American men who already had syphilis. So what we mean by that is that there's like a misconception out there that said like that the public health service or like the researchers that were part in the experiment injected the virus themselves when in actuality they didn't. But I would have to say that it does not take away the fact that these researchers um, subjected this man to very horrible things and we're going to get on that later. So basically, they already had it in them, and the doctors were just like, let's just experiment on them. Yeah, yes, see yes, how correct. the syphilis is going on in their body, how mm-hmm. they react to this and that. Yes, I agree. And there are another 201 men who were uninfected that acted as like the control group. What do you mean by control group? It's like they're comparing like on a person without like the virus to like another person with like the virus. Ooh. So in total, there were actually 600 Comparing them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's worse about this is that this study took on, like, it happened on a span of four decades. That's 40 years. That is a lot of years. So and no change or nothing just happening yes. over, over and over again. And the 40 years isn't just like, oh, they just, you might think right now that it's like, oh, you know, it doesn't change anything. Like, you know, they just experimented them. But we're talking about, we're going to talk about it right now. And according to Fairchild and Bayer, there has been a consistent research abuse present. Would you like to tell me, Jocelyn, what are those? Yes. 
First, the study did not involve informed consent and meant that those seeking care were unwittingly lured. So there was no informed consent? No. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. They just said, I'm going to use you. That's it. Mm -hmm. you, you can't tell me no. But why though? Like, why couldn't like the African-American man just like say like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Well, in the past, African-American men didn't have a choice. Also, second, the public health service exploited oh. their social vulnerability. Meaning that the men were illiterate and uneducated, so they couldn't just be like, stop. No, they had to do what the white doctors told them to. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So is there, like, some survivors that, like, knew what was going to happen? Like, maybe they actually knew. Is this actually credible evidence? Was it somebody that actually knew what was happening and they survived? Yes, there were a couple of survivors, but one survivor did come out and spoke about his experiments, and that is Mr. Charlie Pollard. And in the article called Survivor of the 32 Civil Studies, the survivor, Charlie Pollard, he was told that he had bad blood. Wait, what's bad blood? Well, it was a informal term for syphilis, but nobody knew that. They never explained to them, this is what it means. They oh my. said, bad blood is what you have. And they were never took it up. They never took it serious. So what's the, oh, so basically they just said, Oh, you had bad blood, so we're gonna try to cure you without telling the risk and the benefits of yes, those things. Yes, they lied to them. Oh my gosh! And they like they kept lying oh to gosh. them. And when somebody would ask him, "What do you have?" I have bad blood. But they didn't know it was actually sip. Oh my gosh! Yes. Is there more? Like, is there more research abuse present? Yes. Lastly, the Tuskegee researchers made a willful effort to hinder the men access to appropriate and available medical care as a way of furthering the study's goals. Oh, so you mean to say me you you mean to say to me that there was actually treatment at the time, but they just didn't want to like the researchers didn't want to give it to like the other They did that? not want to them to receive treatment at all. Not from them, not from any other medical Why, though? place. Why did they have to do that? Because they were trying to make the process longer. They did not want to stop it and they wanted to see what was happening. Oh my God. And it happened for four decades. And yes. syphilis is very, like, it, you get the source. So are, you mean to tell me that there were actually many African-American dying? Yes. And they didn't do nothing. They didn't care. Never gave them the treatment. Nothing. And, oh, actually, it says, like, according to the article by Fairchild and Mayer, they said that when penicillin dramatically altered the treatment of syphilis in the 1940s, the public health service withheld it. Meaning, oh, my gosh, they actually didn't. They just said it's a, it's like a secret, and they even like the public health service said that they are that they argued that never again would they find such a group of untreated individuals. What's your take on that, Jocelyn? Do you think it's such a like horrible thing that they did this on for forty decades, and knowing the symptoms of syphilis that you get all this like horrible sores in your groin area in your face? The symptoms are just something that I don't even want to imagine yes. on my body and to. Think of the fact that they never said, you have this and we're going to try to treat it. They just said, you have bad blood. I'm sorry. You can just come to check in sometime yes. to see how it's going. But Maybe that's what nothing. actually happened. Yeah. Oof. And I think like, that the public health service decided to prioritize the study rather than the lives of their fellow countrymen. Like, these are human beings. They actually feel something. Yeah. You know? I feel like every human being, obviously, they have feelings. They're probably hurting really yes. bad, and they just didn't care. They had a cold heart in this in this mm -hmm. case. Oh, but I have tea. 
I have tea about this subject. Okay, spill it. Susan Rubberby said that they tried to track the men because the like the Af okay like the African American men were moving from place to place. They weren't just like staying on one location and like the doctors were like doing this and that, but they were actually moving. And you wouldn't think that oh, there's no harm in moving. Like you know, they could like run away from like the syphilis study, but in actuality. Rubberby said that they tried to track the men to the other public health departments. And they told the local doctors to refuse the men if they asked for treatment. Like, oh my gosh, isn't that... Wait, so basically, you're telling me that the doctors did not give them any treatment, and when they would go to try and get treatment somewhere else, they, they couldn't? Yes, yes. Oh my god. And, like, they all, like, the... The public health service even lied to the men continuously that they were like receiving treatment to placebo vitamins and aspirins, which obviously did not help the men at all. That did not make them feel better, obviously. Yeah. Did it take away vitamins like body? if vitamins could literally cure me, then I would have been, you know, like as strong as Hulk right now. <laughs> You're right. And and according to the, t the article, the CD syphilis study, after the Horvick study was leaked to the press in 1972, the president at the time, Bill Clinton, Im immediately issued a public apology. So they knew that this was something wrong. Like the president knew that something, this was something horrible. Do you think that the fact that the president apologized, does it make it all better? Um, I guess, in my opinion, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I feel like it's to... Like having just having an apology in general is like a way to say that, like, yeah, you're acknowledging that there's something bad, and I admit for my faults. I'm not trying to blame anybody, but this is the country's fault itself because we didn't have like a like the right mindset to think that this was something bad, and we didn't think of like the African Americans, like American men's men, like their feelings. So yeah, I think that in my kind of like remedy the situation but it doesn't like fully like take away the fact that the families of like the african-american men it's like trauma and like their heartbreak right like at that time yeah and i don't even want to think that this might be damage control at the time do you think that this was damage damage control to save to save the reputation well it really depends mm, what do you mean by it really depends like, do you mean that it was actually that it was actually something that they genuinely apologized for, or was it? Well, when I read the article that Bill Clinton has, yes, yeah, because it was pretty long. Yeah, it was pretty long, but it kind of said that he was really sincere about it, mm -hmm. and I'm like, hmm, maybe he actually is sincere, but you can't put all the blame on him. I would like to hear the apologies from like the doctors. Yes, like, yes, I agree. But I am pretty sure they are dead. But. Um, I actually agree because I think he was, he was actually sincere because proceedings and hearings were held to discuss the long-needed ethnic regulation and human participants. I also feel like he's sincere because when he was doing the apology, he had Mr. Charlie Pollard, one yes. of the survivors, next to him. And yes, he yes, he was present. Apologized to him in front of everybody, and I just kind of feel like that is actually sincere. Mm -hmm. Yes, and like the like I was as I was saying. The hearings resulted in a 1974 passage of the National Research Act that established review for all future research studies under the decisions of the government. So that means that you can't like start a, like an experiment without the government saying, oh, you're not allowed to do this. 
like you know like the government saying yes you can you just can't start an experiment without the government saying no or yes there are exceptions however many of which is what jocelyn consent which is really important in procedures such as drying up blood jocelyn before you move on do you think like we should get consent when a doctor draws out our blood yes it's really important for you to yes. get consent how are you just gonna do something with that to somebody else's permission body without permission exactly yes i like that like you're not just gonna take an eraser uh without asking for permission because that's obviously stealing and it's rude mm-hmm. <laughs> yes you're correct <laughs> and there's also like the commercialization and like whether like the other person benefits and the rest of the patients the person will receive. Consent is such an important thing nowadays. Do you think that the men should have have said that? Because according to like the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks, she said that in the past, if they asked for informed consent, the men, the soldiers would have said no because they were getting injected by like the Spanish flu, Mm -hmm. like the Spanish flu. And if they reject, like if they said no, then there wouldn't be any cure for like the Spanish flu and many would have died. Do you think that that was right in the Tuskegee study? Like they should have like done consent? Well, the Tuskegee study did help a lot. It helped um, see what, what, it, what it was like and the development in it. So I think it consent kinda, was yeah. really important in it. Yeah, they could have at least, because I'm pretty sure that not all the um, 399 African American men were gonna deny yes. to be to be studied, but they decided to not tell them, and obviously that that is why it is bad what they did. Cause this study, I believe, is like an example of the wrong of ethics in a grand scale, and I think it's like almost like genocide. I'm not gonna say that very lightly, but I think that it's almost like genocide because 399 men. African-American men, and there were only 74 that survived? Are you kidding me, Jocelyn? Out of 399, yeah, only 74 survived. Mm-hmm. And the researchers didn't even buy, the, sorry, the researchers didn't even provide informed consent. They were not given treatment despite, like, penicillin available, like antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And the men were slowly dying of the syphilis virus for 40 years. That's four decades. That's, like, forever. Like, I can't even, like, stand a week. How about suffering from, like, the syphilis virus in, like, 40 years? Yeah, and and the researchers just seeing them and just standing there, um, maybe literally or, like, metaphorically sit, standing there and seeing the men die is just, for me, just horrible. Yeah, That's why I think it shouldn't happen ever again. And I can already hear it from here. Like, many, many might say, so what? You know? I can already hear it from my head. Like, many have said, so what? And with like the study happening in the first place, it has opened and allowed the country to talk about what the humane rules of ethics in a science field should be. But, but, here's a big but. It took more than the death of a hundred men as like sacrifice. That shouldn't happen. Like it should not. For it to have that much men, for it to be open at least to see into the world, that yes. is not yes, yes. That is not okay. And the man would have continued, and then because what if the study wasn't leaked? You well, know? well, obviously the men like what if it didn't suffer. yeah like what if it didn't continue from like forty years like it just continued on for fifty and sixty and it just kept adding yes until the story is finally leaked but thankfully it was leaked uh by the press and the men would have and the men would have continued to suffer you know yes and no change would have happened in the first place that's why I think 
it should never happen again, right? We believe that it shouldn't happen ever again because it's so devastating. And I wrote this one book about uh, Rebecca Sklut. The title is The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. And in her chapter afterward, she said that the past didn't need informed consent because it was unheard of and it restricts the advancement of science such as like the Spanish flu pandemic. But I believe that it's our duty like and our responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. to learn from those mistakes because at the age of technology, like especially nowadays, like the technology, everything is possible. The present time, every, like everything is possible. Yes. We could literally see bacteria so small. The, <laughs> sorry. The, I'm sorry for disturbing you. But like back in the day, they couldn't even see, you know? Yeah. It just amazes me how technology could do this up. So that's why I shouldn't believe it shouldn't. That's why I believe it shouldn't happen ever again. Yeah, because since the syphilis study, um, obviously our technology has advanced a lot, and mm-hmm. now there's not really no need, like there's a bigger need for consent. You know? Yes, there's a because many people are getting aware of what's happening. Yes. Um, obviously people are more, more smarter. Yeah. Smarter. Like you can't fool them anymore. Cause yeah. Cause now we know too much. You know about this. Yeah. Study. Especially like, in the internet, you can literally search so many things from the internet and you can learn from so many things. Exactly. That's why, um, we shouldn't try and allow any human regardless of race, color and gender to be sacrificed no matter what, even if it's for the sake of science, because honestly, if this is going to like, yeah, it might be helpful for the society, but if you're sacrificing a lot of like men and like humans in the process of it, then that's not like a good cause. It's not because because human yes. life is not a sacrifice, mm-hmm. and I will keep repeating that until people understand. Yes, it yes, is not we a need sacrifice. to. Yeah, yes, we need. Many people need to be aware, and and I think this is gonna be the end of our discussion. I would like to thank Jocelyn for being my like for being there for me. Try to like. You know, understand me. No Thank problem, you. Marcus. <laughs> and yeah. we'll see you. We'll see you guys next episode. episode. Bye.